You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smoking Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. So, uh, normally I ask, what are we smoking this week, Brad? But I mean, you're smoking that. something with a red label. <laughs> I'm assuming it is a uh, punch cigar. Um, <laughs> Someone's it, dog ate his homework. <laughs> it, uh, it smells of Nicaraguan tobacco. Yes, good call. Well, this week we're smoking another punch cigar. The punch, the people's champ. Not to be confused with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, I feel like with a name like that, like we should be smoking this like while watching a boxing match or something. <laughs> yeah, this is a kind of a unique cigar for Punch, which apparently Punch has like an online community called the Punch Brotherhood. Well, how they designed this cigar is they basically sent out surveys and let the members vote on all the components of the cigar out of 3,125 possible unique cigar combinations. Like I said, the, they left it up to the people to vote and design, uh, what went into this cigar. Therefore the people's champ, which, uh, the winning, uh, blend was, uh, yeah, there we go. Honduran, Tonga, Talanga Valley Habano, uh, Mexican San Andreas binder, and filler from the Dominican, Brazilian, and Nicaraguan tobaccos. Yeah, it just, I don't know. All of those things, except for, I, I don't know of, you know, too many Habanos coming out of the Honduras region though. Normally not recently. It's like yeah, it's like I haven't had a lot of Honduran tobacco in anything recently. It's it no, it's like, mainly you know, been, kinda... you know, Esteli and, you know, um maybe some Brazilian, um Mexican and San or San Andreas, um Which that's interesting, San Andreas being the binder in this. I'm I'm used to Mexican San Andreas ha- has kind of become a popular uh, rapper. rapper leaf. So, yeah, and it. I said so far it's got. It's like earthy, but then there's like a pepper hit to it, which, yeah. which I like. It's like that, almost like a. And it looks like it's got a nice, you know, dark oily sheen to. Oh wait, that's just your saliva. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you've. If you check out our YouTube channel, I smoked this the other day, but I couldn't tell you what it tastes like because I smoked it while doing the uh, Book of Pain uh, hot sauce review. So after about three sauces in, I'm like, yep, I can't taste this cigar anymore. (laughs) But it was good up until uh, the hot sauce kicked in. I don't know that you would find a cigar that would cut through the spiciness of... No, it's like once you get to a certain level of heat, it's like yeah, your 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 mouth is is just like I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm (laughs) I'm just sending you know all the pain signals now. Uh, And this this is also a wee bastard. It's only a five by fifty. You can get them in five packs at your uh, you know local retailer, and it's not 
very expensive. And it's, it's definitely in Punch's kind of budget category. I think it's like a seven dollar uh, seven dollar stick. So it's it's definitely a cigar for the people. It's not you know, like I said, I every have a hard time, time experimenting that, like, when it's expensive. Who yeah. was the Atlanta law? Morgan and Morgan for the people. That's <laughs> like, yeah. what I keep hearing. <laughs> yeah, back when I actually listened to radio, yeah, I hear those commercials all the time. <laughs> oh. Well, speaking of things for the people, we're going to talk about some Star Wars this week. Star Wars Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. Not a sponsor. <laughs> A.K.A. Ben. <laughs> ben Dover. I mean, Ben uh, Kenobi. <laughs> Uh, and if you've got a take on uh, the Inquisitors, call in the Strike Force, StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Comes in the tiny tin pouches. You can put them in your, hide them in your Jedi robes and just sneak out some caffeine when you need it. And use, you know, the Force. And by Force, I mean caffeine. Because that's what keeps me going. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. the force oh wait i can't use the force i'm in hiding i'm just gonna be a sad man in the desert yes disney plus's obi-wan kenobi series yeah uh <laughs> i like to watch things as it's happening for no spoilers but you, you know, usually wait till it's done in binging but dude i think if i didn't know that there were Six episodes, like, if I couldn't binge, I I don't know, maybe it was just me, but the first two episodes, pretty hard for me to get into, not gonna lie. Yeah, and the way the release kind of schedule of it, they dropped those first two episodes together instead of week to week, and I think that was, like, intentional, because that first episode was a lot of I'm Sad Man in the Desert. <laughs> if that had been all that you got that week, man, people would have been like, you know, fuck this. I don't want to watch the rest of this shit. But at least by dropping that second episode, they added a little bit of action to the story. So it wasn't just sad man in the desert and then wait another week to get something else. So I'm like, I think that that whatever original release schedule, let's go ahead and do two up front was intentional because that first episode was so fucking slow. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It was just kind of weird to me like you know, some of the parkour and other stuff like 
it was kind of cool to see, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know, like, it just, coming off of the high of, you know, something like The Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian, and, even Book of Boba Fett, like, well, I mean, I've set a high bar for I mean, Star I gotta Wars say, series. Like, I think as Kenobi progressed, like, the last two or three episodes, like, they were pretty much jam-packed with action. There was a lot of nostalgia factor of, you know, returning voices and, you know, other things. Like, once Vader got into the mix, I was like, this is this is cool. I can get behind it. This is what I needed all along, though. <laughs> like, the lead-up to this, I was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as a complete package, it's fucking awesome. But yeah, it was it kind of a struggle if you watched it week to week. But yeah, once you see it all, you're like, oh, I see the the journey. Like not just like you know the end of it. I'm like it it made sense once it was done. But yeah, it's getting through that initial couple of episodes was was hard until like, oh yeah, now he's finally doing some Jedi shit. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's always the, the thing about Star Wars is I get it. You know, you got the, you know, the Jedis, you got the Empire, like both are like, okay, we're going to take you from your family, se segregate you. And you know, you're going to do this thing. Like both are so similar and their methods of going about things. But it's like, you're doing this for good. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're doing this. I'm just like, dear God, it's like modern day religion. like <laughs> Or fucking politics. Yes. It's like, yeah, y'all are both are kind of fucked up, but it's like, which one is like my kind of fucked up? <laughs> and I think for me, like, you know, that's one of the reasons why, like something like a Rogue One, I really enjoy because it's not really getting into the politics as much or just the oh i can't get over my own guilt i you know i failed as a leader he turned out bad and you know it's my fault that he's dead even though he's you know one of the ultimate you know badasses i guess i think it's there's so much extra stuff that at this point i think Kind of like I had a conversation with someone uh, the other day about, I was like, man, I watched that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because you said it was good. But I was like lost the whole time. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of gotten to the point where if you don't consume everything, you're not going to be able to follow the story. And that's... Like, you have to get all the like the animated series and the, like when the Marvel side, like the Disney Plus series, like if you didn't watch WandaVision or even the last Spider-Man movie and tried to watch Doctor Strange, you'd be like, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I think that's absolutely, you know, where I'm at, you know, as of right now, like, you know, there's a lot of the TV series stuff that I haven't seen. So a lot of the contextual stuff isn't there for me. And I'm just like, yeah, because if yeah. you didn't watch Rebels or even maybe Clone Wars, like, you'd be like, who the fuck are these Inquisitors? And like, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, to back up, this series is set... 10 years after uh, Revenge of the Sith and maybe another 10 years before A New Hope. This is like kind of dead center. So it's like the last time we saw Luke and Leia, they were babies. Now they're, 
I think he tells Leia she's 10 years old at one point. So yeah, so 10 years since, you know, the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Empire. And in this time, you know, uh, the Emperor has put together a bunch of, I wouldn't even call them like full-fledged Sith, but they're force-trained Jedi hunters. Like, he's like, we don't want to make them, like, because with the Sith, there can only be two, a master and apprentice, but we don't mind, like, using force-capable assassins, basically, but we're not going to give them the full title of Sith. We're just going to give them the kind of physical attributes of the dark side and to help you fight Jedi, but other than that, you're, we, you, we don't care about you. You're... Yeah, and I mean, the Inquisitors have always been badass. Like, and that's one of the things, like, I wish, you know, early on we would have got more of the Inquisitors, you know, um, that too, and the introduction of, uh, what's the, kind of not the Grand Inquisitor, but the girl who is like the one who's like trying to fifth, uh, or was it, uh, third sister, third sister, Riva. Yeah. Riva. I remember her name is but I can't remember what she's, like, called. It's, like, because they're all, like, your fourth brother, fifth sister, and, you know, they're really, like, you know, have no identities. But she is See, all... See, I'm, I'm aiding you at this point. Like, <laughs> that's more than I ever thought I would be contributing, you know, in this level of Star Wars discussion <laughs> with you. <laughs> Which I liked. Because you're, like, a Star Wars encyclopedia. Yeah, like... I've, I've read, like... I've consumed all of it. That's why I say when, when something like this comes along where like you may not get it all if you're not familiar, but they're like, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm set. I've, I've already gone through all this stuff, but yeah, when they're tracking a Jedi on Tatooine and you're like, think there might be talking about Obi-Wan, but they're not, they're talking about some random Jedi that just happens to be like hiding out there. And the grand Quister is like, you know, takes his time. He's all like, Hunting Jedi is easy. He's like, it only requires patience, because really, they'll hunt themselves. You know, doing good is just kind of like an itch that they must scratch. So all we have to do is wait until they they can no longer resist the itch. And then Reva's just like, fuck this. Throws a knife at the bartender, and, you know, dude has to intervene. She's like, my way's much faster. (laughs) But that's, you know, I kind of like that, because that was sort of, you know... Vader's downfall is, you know, that whole operates hey, on I, like I, rage and yeah, absolutely impatience and just you know the need to be like, ha, I defeated you, you know, former master, like, <laughs> um, because even there, I can't remember what episode it is, but they had the flashback to Christian Haydenson and uh, Ewan McGregor as like. Clone Wars, Obi-Wan and Anakin having like a, a, a friendly duel. Uh, and this is like when he's still supposed to be like a Padawan, which here's one of I my complaints. Like ep- episode five was, you know, when they were doing that. But yeah, duel. he's like so like overly aggressive that Obi-Wan like ends up defeating him because he's like, your need to win is your weakness. Like you focus too much on the aggressiveness where... Yeah, or the I, need to prove yourself. That you know, know. I can take advantage and of that like, and defeat you. Until you've learned to overcome, you are still a Padawan. But I gotta say, that scene, Hayden, okay, he's supposed to be still a Padawan, so he's supposed to be like 
18, 19 at the time. This is like freaking episode two era of Star Wars. Dude does not look like he's still a, a child at that point. I'm like, I've seen y'all de-age freaking Robert Downey Jr. And, uh, uh, freaking what's his name from Ant-Man. Like I've seen the level of like digital de-aging that Disney can accomplish. Motherfuckers just got lazy this episode. Cause he looks like a fucking 40 year old Padawan. <laughs> well, that, or they just use a, you know, a stand in or something for, you know, yeah, or like, you know, take stuff from previous, like archival footage. Don't or worry. We'll and... digitize the mustache out. It'll be fine. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this one is not pulling off as that's supposed to be a fucking 30 year younger Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I was like, nope. Disney uh, did not want to spend the, the they blew the digital, uh, digital budget on something else. Yeah, those brief, like, 15 second voice cameos. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we'll come in, we'll voice. It's going to take all your budget. Yeah, they spent all the money in getting uh, freaking... Uh, Whatever the Emperor and Qui Gon Jinn for five minute scenes at the very <laughs> very end of the series. But talking about episode one and Sad Man in the Desert storyline. That was the other thing too, because like the only two times up until now we've seen Obi Wan is either kind of at the end of the prequels or a new hope. And in New Hope he's like old school Obi-Wan where he's just like, you know, he's not hiding. He like has his own house. He's like roaming around the desert in his freaking Jedi robes, getting into bar fights and like not doing a very good job of keeping a low profile. But with this, he's like, Oh, I've buried my lightsaber in the desert. I'm going to live in this cave. That's like right near the Lars ranch. So I can creepily watch Luke. And I don't want to have anything to do with the force. He even tells like the one Jedi that they're hunting who gets away from the inquisitors. He's like, He's like, General, you gotta help me. He's like, dude, like, no, like, we lost. We're done. If you want my advice, bury your fucking lightsaber in the desert and forget all about this shit. And, like, he's very, like, PTSD'd Obi-Wan, where he's just, like, fucking just a wreck of a man living in a cave. With For his some reason, I just kept, you know, stinky. I was, like, waiting. I was like, man, if they don't play Alice in Chains down in a hole, then... <laughs> <laughs> They've come to kill the rooster. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, this is very much him, like just being like, yeah. Like at some point, I need to be a sound engineer or something, like you know. And I gotta say too, speaking of music, did you notice who the mercenaries who kidnapped baby uh, young Leia is? No, it's fucking Flea. Oh. Like, the main uh, of those mercenaries that kidnap Leia, it's Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Which, you know, speaking of the music, like, it was kind of weird to me, too, that they didn't use the iconic Star Wars theme. Like, you guys own all of this shit now. <laughs> like, why why did you feel the need to, like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, is it even Star Wars? <laughs> I don't know, maybe John Williams was feeling like, you know what, I can do some new shit. <laughs> you only got to reuse my same shit I've been, you've been reusing since the 70s, man. Let me let me write some new shit for you. <laughs> oh, But yeah, and I, I like Obi-Wan's uh, fucking Jawa buddy that's like, hey, I could also sell you some soap, because you fucking stink, dude. 
when a Jawa sells you say you smell, that's fucking bad. <laughs> that's gonna be my my shower meter, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna get me a little Jawa and be like, "Hey, bro." Good looking out, buddy. Which, if anyone spent any time on the internet watching YouTube, you've probably seen an ad for Dr. Squatch Soaps. They have a Star Wars box set now that you can get uh, Star Wars-themed uh, uh, scents uh, <laughs> in their soap bars. This smells like cave and <laughs> dirt. Uh, and I, I gotta tell you, they did... I think one of the chief complaints we have a lot of times is you watch a trailer and it gives away the entire story where this one really like kind of led you in a different path. Cause like from all the trailers we saw, all they showed was like young Luke fucking pretending to be a pod racer on the top of his, uh, you know, uncle's house there. And then we get nothing of Luke through most of the story. It's a whole like Leia and Obi-Wan adventure. Like, so it's, it was, it was, so I didn't see that whole, like, when they first, like, go to uh, Alderaan, I'm like, oh, it's, like, Kid Leia there. It's like, And then she gets kidnapped, and it's like, oh, this whole story is a freaking, gonna be, like, a rescue mission, you know? And so, so, like, It's not even that... a rescue mission, it's an escort mission. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, congratulations. Here's approximately five hours. Like, dude, if this was a game, I'd hate my life. <laughs> like... Uh, but yeah, and like, you know, Bail Organa calling Obi-Wan and like, hey man, like, uh, kind of owe me a favor, bro. Somebody's kidnapped my, my kid. I'm no, it's like, I can't go anywhere. I got to watch over Luke. Motherfucker, there was two kids. Like, you need to watch over this one too. Come on, like, give me a hand. And then you're like, yeah, Obi-Wan's like, no, I, I can't, I can't do the force thing anymore. I'm, I'm a bitch. And then Bail comes to his cave and he's like, hey, motherfucker, you need to sack up. <laughs> Your goddamn General Kenobi fucking act like it. He's like, all right, I'll. Go, go out in the desert and dig my fucking uh, lightsaber up. I tell you, man, if I was on ta- go through Tatooine with a metal detector, you'd probably find all kind of cool shit out there. <laughs> it's like we've had three movies now where but, someone's but like, I'm would go you bury though? Because I kind of feel desert. like you know, there's these little scavengers that like <laughs> to you know. That's the only way you keep it. Then you got to bury it so the Jawas don't find it. Fucking thieving Jawas! Hell, they stole Boba Fett's armor. They'll steal anything. <laughs> Hell, they stole parts from Obi-Wan's moisture evaporator. I mean, is it really? And sold him back the parts. He's like, hey, man, your your water thing out there is uh, sounding weird. You might want to, like, replace this part. And he's like, dude, if you're going to, like, sell me back my own parts, you could at least clean them first. Make it look, uh, <laughs> make it look legit. And he's like, hey, cleaning costs extra. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, is that really... I guess in that regard, it's stealing. But, I mean, you know, finders keepers or something, you know, comes to mind. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, we get young Leia. And I got to say, through this whole series, it's like the actress that they got to play uh, little Leia, they did a good job with that character because it's so much you can say, all right, I can see where this girl becomes, you know, Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to have that independence, you know, the, you know, passion, that, you know. Third sister is what Riva's designation was. <laughs> I told you that earlier. We oh, did. I thought we said fourth sister. Or no, we said yeah. third sister. We Played were Played by Moses Ingram. Yes. Vivian Blair is a young Leia. And I, like, 
they take him to that kind of smuggling crime city to basically you find out that like the mercenaries who kidnapped uh, Leia actually work for the Inquisitors who's for some reasons like super obsessed with Obi-Wan that you don't realize like why she's obsessed with Obi-Wan at the start of it. Even so much as like when they get their first kind of like face-to-face duel just to fuck with him she's like Darth Vader's coming or maybe as you know him Anakin Skywalker yeah, he's alive, Obi-Wan. And like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, just, you know, gets all his PTSD triggered. And you're like, how the fuck does this? Because like, from everything like we've seen or like only person who knows Anakin Skywalker's Darth Vader is the Emperor. Like, like they've kind of erased the like. And maybe Grand Admiral Thrawn, because he's just like super smart. And he kind of like in some of the Thrawn books, he's like, dude, like. I'm not saying I know who you are, but come on, dude. Like I'm, I... <laughs> like, I'm smarter than you are, dude. I I, I know who who you are. <laughs> we serve together, man. We, <laughs> but yeah. Other than that, it's like so. I'm like, how the fuck do you know who this, uh, who he is, and why is she so obsessed with Obi Wan? And then later on, you find out she was one of the younglings that basically got uh, when. Anakin came through, uh, you know, slaughter and everybody. She just kind of played dead. And then she like, in one part blames Obi-Wan for like, you were his master. You were his responsibility. Why didn't you save me from him? And two, like, you're the one thing he's obsessed with. So if I want to kill Vader, you're the best fucking bait for me to like catch him in a unguarded moment. So I can get my revenge. Like I'm, I've become this freaking monster, so I can pursue my mission of vengeance. And I was like, I thought that was a cool like reveal of like, oh, that's how she knows who Darth Vader really is because she dealt with him before the suit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I do like on the crime planet, you see the Clone Wars veteran begging. And they actually got, uh, you know, the uh, Obi Wan, no, Obi Wan, uh, Boba Fett actor uh, to play one of the other like older coins, and he's even wearing like the the five o first armor, which was Anakin's unit. So when he sees like Obi Wan, and he's like Obi Wan's like yeah, he's like money for for an old veteran. I was like wait, he's like I was waiting for him to go, general, <laughs> but he's just like you know takes the donation. It's kind of like. Yeah, bro, I, I I see nothing. Fuck the Empire, they fired me. <laughs> Going about your 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 business, uh, General. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one to rat you out. But I did kind of expect him to show back up at some point. But it was like a cool little Easter egg cameo to have him playing a a, a Clone Wars vet. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I want to go to a crime planet just to you know explore the market <laughs> it looked fun they had a lot of cool shit there <laughs> and then the uh, the the fucking giant sloth looking uh alien <laughs> yeah that's that's what we're like you always got a cantina scene or something for them to show off their their puppetry and stuff and like the giant like sloth guy i was like that's fucking funny <laughs> or the uh when they escape that planet and go to the mining planet and you got the uh, guy driving the 
the fucking transport truck around who's like a sentient version of a uh, star-nosed mole. <laughs> that guy looked cool as shit. Like the little trucker dude that picks him up. Oh, yeah. Freck. Yeah, the freaking mole man. I'm like, all right, they got some cool-ass like character work in this in this story. I mean, that was the thing, dude, is like, you know, visually seeing the layouts of, you know, some of the different planets and, you know, that sort of thing was was really kind of cool, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I... Like, I wonder what happens to Freck, you know? He was stopped at the checkpoint. Kenobi just, you know, lightsaber... No, no. No, he doesn't. He blaster whips him. <laughs> and, you know, like, where's Freck's conclusion in all of this? That's season two. It's like Freck coming. Freck's revenge. That'd <laughs> be <laughs> season two. <laughs> Freck to... you, Obi-Wan! <laughs> but to go back to the uh, the crime planet for a minute, when he some beggar stops him. And it's funny, the girl that uh, tries to sell him drugs, that he's like, I'd rather buy information. I'm looking, I'm trying to find a friend that, you know, was brought here. And like, oh, if you need uh, to find somebody, like, you need to go see uh, this Jedi. Well, that girl is actually Ewan McGregor's daughter in real life. <laughs> the little drug dealer girl. But uh, Kamel Nanjiani as a basically a con artist pretending to be a Jedi, but he's also like, turns out he's actually a good guy. And he's like, all right, I am scamming people and making them think I'm a Jedi, but I'm legitimately getting endangered people out of bad situations. And, uh, yeah, I may be like, you know, making a profit off it, but I'm actually doing, doing some good. But yeah, that was funny as shit when like Obi-Wan like sneaks into his, uh, lair and watches him like doing his con shit. So it's like, fake Jedi meets like actual Jedi. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh yeah, man, I, I, I know the force. He's like, yeah, it's all a bunch of remotes and magnets, dude. Like fuck off. <laughs> Let me show you what a real Jedi can do. But yeah, that character you think is going to be like a one-off just kind of dirt bag. Turns out to be, you know, actually save their ass a couple times. Turns out like, Oh no, he's actually, it's not the rebellion yet, but you can see it's like kind of like the seat, like the birth of the rebellion. Right now, it's like we're not made, we're not really fighting the empire yet, but we're trying to smuggle out people that are endangered, and you know they call it the path. But like, you can see where. But like, I kind of feel like with this though, like not to skip too far ahead, but you know. Vader, when he makes his entrance, and he's literally just wiping out townsfolk, like, just, I'm gonna fuck everybody up until, you know, yeah, you... Obi, you know, uh, appears, you know, um, because he, he won't stand for this brutality. He can't. And, I, you know, that, to me, was probably, like, one of the most, like, menacing I've ever, you yeah. know. It's like, the only times we've seen... Vader other than in animated form was like at a new hope and everything. And he was always very, not very like maneuverable. Like the first time we saw Vader as like, Oh shit, this is why the galaxy's scared shitless of this motherfucker was that end sequence in rogue one where he just goes down the hall, like Merkin dudes. So yeah, this is like the first time since rogue one you've seen him like just 
fuck people up. And when him and you know, he ends up, you know, kind of catching Obi-Wan in the, cause Obi's like, Hey, get her off planet. I'm going to go try to slow them down. Cause he wants me, but Obi's not like, he's kind of like, you know, just starting to get his groove back and Vader fucks him up. Like man, when he like, just kind of like just force lifts him and then sets that fire and then just drags his ass through the fire. He's like, motherfucker, you left me to burn. So now I'm going to like burn your ass. And I was like, Oh God damn. <laughs> It's like if, if the Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin battle is like, th- you know, three rounds. This is round, like, Obi took, like, round one when he, like, this cut off his arms two. and legs. And, like, Vader definitely had, like, round two. <laughs> Fight. Uh, you, you know, with all of the, you know. Huh, more... Apparently Zach Braff voiced uh, Freck. <laughs> That's why that voice sounded kind of familiar. Freck. He was the Uber. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then you had um, that. Oh, fucking what's her name? The uh, Tala, who is like a uh, Imperial officer who's actually working for the path of the rebellion. Uh, you or, mean the Underground Railroad? Yeah. Underground Jedi Railroad. That was one thing, too, when she takes him to like the little safe house and there's like little graffiti on the wall where people that have come through have like signed their names and there was a uh, a particular jedi's name on there they're like oh y'all got him out and they're like yeah and, you know he works for us here and there i kept waiting for that jedi to show up at some point like i'm surprised they didn't like have him pop back in there at some point because in the clone wars he was like a big deal he was he was almost he wasn't a traditional Jedi. I mean, a dude like didn't wear shoes. He was more of a like a savage kind of hippie type, <laughs> where he's like, you know, he, he was very, he was very much. I'm a passive Jedi. <laughs> oh no, he fucked some people up, but he was more like, like freaking like look, look dressed like you know dreadlocks and like a vest and like you know like I said run around barefoot like a like a last of the Mohicans freaking Jedi. <laughs> Which, like I said, he was big in the Clone Wars cartoon series and in some of the books. But And him and Obi-Wan, like, they didn't get along, but they kind of respected each other. Because, like, Obi-Wan was very much the by-the-book type Jedi, where he was more, like, free-spirited dude. And they just, like, their two styles of doing things very much, like, irritated each other. <laughs> but they kind of, like had this mutual respect where like they were begrudging friends. We're like, I don't like how you do things. You don't like how I do things, but you're pretty good at Together, what you do. Together we're making a difference. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I kept waiting for him to, to show back up, but yeah, I was like, nope, all we got was a, a freaking name drop. Uh, we never got to actually see him do anything. But I think there's still time. I think that'll be, you know, I I assume there's going to be a second season. Yeah, so Maybe like you, you, we never know. It's like they they bill something as like a limited series, but then they're like, ah, no, because if we go by the timeline, New Hope doesn't happen for another ten years, maybe nine, ten years. There's plenty of time for Obi to get into like more trouble along the way. <laughs> even sells Bella going to the end. Like, all right, yeah, I'm back. Uh, call me if you need me. Hopefully you won't, but yeah, I- I'm down to get into some shit if need be. <laughs> I have my confidence again. That it like kind of to jump way far ahead. That's one of the other complaints too. It's like, all right, 
the meme that's been going around. He didn't. He barely changed his name. He went by Ben Kenobi. And how did they never find him all this time? And it's like, yeah, pretty much the Emperor was like, dude, you've wasted a lot of time chasing this motherfucker. And he's like, fucked your ass up yet again. Let's like not do that anymore. Just like you, you do what I tell you to do. Like you forget this vendetta against Obi Wan. <laughs> so it's basically like, you know, the Emperor is kind of like, yeah, unless he's actively fucking with us. Let's just ignore this motherfucker because he's like too much. A he's co- he's costing us too much resources and time. I have other shit for you to do. Go track down this fucking rebellion. <laughs> so that's my master. I do your bidding. So it's like, all right, that's why fucking Obi Wan was able to hide out on Tatooine for twenty years because like nobody was fucking looking for him. <laughs> I mean, there were people looking. They just didn't know where to look. He was in a cave. You don't look in caves. <laughs> I mean, like, after the cave thing. Like, after the end of this series, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to build a house on the other side of the desert and start wearing my Jedi robes again. I'm not going to bury my shit in the desert anymore. But, yeah, no one still, no one came looking for him because it was like, Vader was like, yeah, he fucked me up last time. Now the Emperor tells me not to not to waste my energy on this anymore. Well, so. I mean, I think that was a smart play, right? Like, you know, in episode, I don't know, either five or six, like, after... You know the the great escape, and they're you know in the you know cruiser with all of the people they were trying to save. And Jesus Christ, <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking force got you. <laughs> yeah, I did some force shit just then. Um, but you know they have an opportunity to literally take out like a hundred people, right? But no, they. Ah, we're we're just after, you know, Obi. And it's like... Yeah, even the Admiral or Captain or whatever is like, but sir, there's like... Kind of like, this is our chance to like wipe out this rebellion before it ever happens. But he's like, no, I must get Obi-Wan. Let those fuckers go. We'll deal with them later. So it's like, yeah, it's like, Obi-Wan pretty much saved the rebellion there because if, you know, they had decided to go after the ship instead of following him, they would have had Leia and kind of like the... All the, uh beginner uh rebel rebellions there which also uh another new character they introduced uh kawan roken who was the leader of the path network who uh played by o'shea jackson ice cube's son huh did not know that yeah so there's a lot of like you know kind of famous (laughs) people wedged into the woven into this story but yeah, before before that, where the Great Escape was like, they actually, the Inquisitors actually capture Leia on that uh, planet when Obi gets fucked up, and then after he, you know, he gets kind of healed, he's like, you know, we got to go rescue her, and they have that whole like breaking in. It's like every, it's like every one of these Star Wars, we've got to sneak into a heavily armored Imperial facility, <laughs> we've got to sneak into a Death Star. But this time it's like the Inquisitor's home base. And that when like Obi-Wan's like sneaking in through the like the water passages and finds the vault, which is like all the Jedi's they've been hunting and killing. They're basically keeping them as like trophies in the basement. And you see like even like fucking younglings from like from uh, like it's like I was like, oh, that's like that's some spooky shit. See that to me, like I was like, is that really a tomb or you know just like the way like it shows Anakin right basically getting rebuilt like 
are they experiments? You know, hey, we can use these people that are force sensitive to further our education on maybe a way to pinpoint like a science experiment type deal. Learn ways that Jedi are different than the regular population so we can hunt them. Or even if you go back to, uh, might have been season one of the Rebels cartoon series, at one point they use uh, the body of one of the Jedi masters to kind of broadcast a signal and make people think she's still alive. So Jedi will come to try to rescue uh, rescue her. And when they come to rescue her, she's just like a corpse in a freaking cell. And like, but but somehow they've kind of like powered her up to like, so people think she's still, you know, alive and like basically is like a fucking bug zapper for Jedi. So that's definitely something that's in the Inquisitor's wheelhouse that like, hey, let's use these bodies to like, you know, trap other Jedi. Kind of like, you know, fucking uh, Bloodhound. You gotta let them smell a little bit of the target so they can, like, find them. So they got these Jedi, like, hey, you know, here's what you're hunting. Study these and, you know, go track the scent. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's like, oh, the Force gives off such a pungent odor. Jawas, we have a soap for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was really the first episode, too, where we got to see Obi-Wan kind of be a badass. Like, uh, like when he, like, crush, like floods that uh, tube... And when he's like, you know, fucking up uh, stormtroopers through that thing as he's like sneaking around, it's like, all right, Obi's starting to get, uh, you know, he, he he got his ass kicked the first round, but now he's starting to like, you know, dust off the skills. Or even that when he first rescued Leia and like snuck into that uh, drug lab and ends up like uh, kicking the shit out of those like three guards. I'm like, all right, that's a pretty cool, like, you know martial arts move you get you got your ass kicked by vader like you know an episode later but <laughs> so you keep seeing like obi take these like kind of small steps back into the the light but yeah that whole uh them on the getting tracked that's another thing it's like fucking star wars writers man they just reuse shit over and over again it's like all right they escaped but we're tracking them. We put a we put a bug in their ship, or in this time, Leia's little uh, fucking robot that looks like the robots from that movie. Uh, uh, batteries not included. <laughs> uh, tracks them back to their base and then kind of surrounds them. I don't know. I thought the little droid is kind of cool. It do, but it looks. If you've ever seen the movie Batteries Not Included, it looks like the droids from Batteries Not Included. Dude, it's a fucking fancy Tamagotchi. Let's <laughs> let's call it like it is. <laughs> Fancy Tamagotchi. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, like Obi-Wan finally, he's like, has his confrontation with uh, uh, Rhea. And he's like, hey, it's like, you're not bringing me to Vader. I'm bringing Vader to you. So why don't y'all just give me a little head start here and I'll help you kill Vader. <laughs> And it's kind of goes back to that whole thing of like Vader of like his desire to win overrides his like common fucking sense because you know when Vader comes in and like busts through all the way to like the uh, the landing pad and he's just like the first ship that's like trying to leave he like snatches it out of the air and then freaking rips it open and it's like fucking empty and while he's like tearing that thing apart like the other ship like takes off it's like again it's like no you're you not stopping thinking and feeling 
You just like attack the first thing you see, and we got away, motherfucker. <laughs> or at least for a time being until they got chased down by the Star Destroyer. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that was... I guess that was kind of the cool thing about this, is we didn't really get a lot of the the space battle stuff, but the ground battles and everything were a lot more fast-paced and action-packed, like, than we've previously seen, and, you know... Yeah, we don't get a lot of... I mean, in the prequels, we got some more ground-fighting stuff, but yeah. The whole, like, you know, kind of, like, small unit uh, <laughs> stuff is like... Yeah, we didn't get a whole lot of space stuff, but the ground fighting was was pretty cool. But yeah, and this is kind of the point where Obi-Wan finally becomes Obi-Wan again, where he's like, hey, Vader wants me. I'm going to go sacrifice myself so y'all can get away and the Rebellion can live on. And then takes the, the fucking shuttle to lure Vader away. And we get our first, like... Like we said, round three of, like, the Vader versus Obi-Wan, which... That fight scene of Obi-Wan... And he's like, give me my shuttle. I'm going to go do this on my own. I must face my master. Dude, that fight was fucking epic. That's, like, probably the best, like... Lightsaber force fight since... Maybe... Obi-Wan versus Anakin in Episode 3. <laughs> no, it, it definitely was. And that was... That was one of the things that I really liked about, you know how menacing Vader was in this series and you know just you know it kind of puts you know a lot more perspective that oh this dude can definitely do more than a force choke yeah. like oh and you know like when he's fucking you know dropping you know fucking you know like drops a damn mountain on Obi-Wan yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... he like fucking makes a sinkhole and then th throws him in and he stands there for a minute like, motherfucker, I got the high ground now. <laughs> and then, like, fucking tries to bury him alive. But you have that kind of, like, moment, uh, kind of like in uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, where he's, like, buried under the rubble. And he has, like, he starts thinking about all the things. And finally he's like, no, I have to survive for Leia's sake and Luke's sake. And I've got, Vader is my mistake. And he finally just kind of gets full-powered and finally, like, you know, reconnects fully with the force and becomes the Jedi again. And then like blows all those rocks off him and then does like the, the fucking Obi-Wan dueling pose from, <laughs> from the clone wars and the prequels and shit. You're like, he's doing the thing. <laughs> and then just like fucking picks up all the rocks and just chunks them at Vader. And then just starts fucking him up, busting up his, uh, chest piece and splitting open his helmet. It is. And then, you know, I love that conversation with him and Anakin and the way they did it too, where once the suit was damaged, he started speaking in the Hayden Christian voice again. And he's like, I'm sorry, Anakin, I failed you. And, and he's like, I'm not your failure. Obi-Wan, like you did not kill Anakin. And he's like, I did. And when he says I did, it switches back to the Vader voice. And, I, and then he's like, well, then my friend is truly dead. See you later, Darth. And just fucking like leaves him there all fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was that was probably, you know, one of the high points in you know, the exchange. And and I think that too like Yeah, I love that. Ultimately allowed, you know, Kenobi to be like 
okay, I no longer have this guilt weighing me down. I can, yeah, you know, he got truly, closure. you know, see the light and, you know, stop blaming myself at this point. Oh, and can we talk about the other thing while this is going on? Uh, Rava, third sister, whatever, makes her move on Vader, and they're like, no, we know who you were the whole time. And freaking gut shot her. And it's like, oh, that Grand Inquisitor you thought you killed? No, he's still alive. We were just fucking with you this whole time, using you to get, get to Obi-Wan. So she's lost, like, her bait, and he happened to accidentally leave his communicator behind, and she hears the message about the boy being on Tatooine. And so she's like, well, here's my... Here's new bait I can go get. So she goes to attack the Lars Snowman, and... It's the first time you've seen Lars and Aunt Beru, like, badass. Like, fucking Aunt Beru is the shit, because, like... He's like, you know, they, he gets tipped off that the Inquisitor's coming, and he's like, they're coming, we gotta get out of here. And she's like, hell no, this is our home. We knew this was gonna come one day. And, like, fucking moves the, the machine, and there's, like, blasters and shit hidden in the wall. And, like, fucking Amber, who's a gangster? <laughs> and even though she was like, yo, Inquisitor was kind of fucked up, they stood their, they stood their ground there for, for a bit. was like, they, they put up a pretty damn good fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and even she, like, you know, chases Luke out into the desert, thinking she's gonna kill him or capture him and then she just kind of sees him as like she was a youngling that was you know killed by the you know dark side and shit and she's like can't you know she has that change of heart and actually brings him back once obi one gets there you know back to the planet and he's she's like no i couldn't do it and she's like what what do i do now what what am i and she's he's like you're free to be what you're free from the dark. You're free to be whatever you want to be like, you know, just live your own life from here on out. And then he also sees like, Oh, Baru and Owen, like love this child as their own. And they're pretty badass. I don't have to be the creepy guy in the cave watching over Luke. I can actually live my own life as well. I'm going to, you know, move away where I'm like, here, I'm on the planet if you need me, but otherwise, like, you've got this, dude. <laughs> and, you know, Beaner's off to the desert. <laughs> and you see him, like, he's finally, like, you know, he's not dressed like a homeless man. He's, like, got me some new robes, got my, my groove back. And this kind of comes by to say, uh, say goodbye. And, you know, it's like, I thought you said you weren't gonna come around anywhere. It's like, I'm not, but I just, you know, came to say, like, I don't need to watch him. He's got protectors. Like y'all are good. Like I'm, I'm going to piss off. And he's like, well, do you want to meet him? And he finally does the thing that everyone has like been waiting for him. Hello there. <laughs> he's like, he said the thing <laughs> and gives Luke the little, whatever, uh, T 16 model that you see Luke playing with. And like, you know, a new hope. It's like the that same little, when he's like watching R2 and C-3PO, that little model he's playing with, it's like, that's the thing Obi-Wan gave him. <laughs> they did the thing, finally. Oh. And then you get, because uh, of the whole thing, he's like, and even like way back, episode three, Yoda tells him, like, hey, one of us has figured out how to become one with the Force and return. Like, so, while you're watching Luke, I'm sending you to do more training. You must commune with your old master. And this whole time, he's like, 
he keeps meditating. He's like, you know, master, I could use some help master, like reaching out to the ghost of Qui-Gon and he's just not responding. And then when Obi-Wan finally like lets go of Luke and all that and decides to like, you know, wander out in the desert and find his own path. Qui-Gon's like standing there and he's like, Oh, hello master. I didn't expect to see you here. And he's like, I've been here the whole time. You just weren't ready to see me yet, but come on, we have a long way to go. (laughs) And him and the ghost, you know, continue beanering off into the desert. So, yeah, I mean, there's such a big time block. They definitely could do another season of some other kind of, you know, maybe Obi-Wan goes and does some stuff for the early rebellion. Cause you know, as far as we know, he's not had any kind of interaction with Luke and Leia between now and a new hope. But that's kind of the thing about Disney deleting all the old expanded universe. There's so much blocks of time to fill in that we don't have information on that. Yeah. We can come up with another adventure for Obi-Wan. Like in the, there was an Obi-Wan book about his early days on Tatooine. He kind of, like went into this town and became almost like a vigilante and was like helping out townspeople that were having trouble with, uh, you know, gangs and shit and criminals. He basically became like fucking Tatooine's Batman for a little while. (laughs) So, I mean, there's definitely other stories they could tell with, with Obi-Wan. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be curious to see, you know, if, if they continue to do, cause you know, just looking at some of the reviews and stuff, you know, this is definitely not, not, a, yeah, not the, as popular the as highest uh, remarks of you know like mando and some of the other stuff so you know i i and would we've... be curious to see what direction should this series continue with obi-wan where they go or you know what it's fucking disney they're gonna figure out a way that everything ties together <laughs> yeah. so you're gonna need to watch five more shows well, I think next on the slate we have the Ahsoka series. Or either I can't remember if Ahsoka's next or the next season of Mandalorian. But I mean that place takes place after Return of the Jedi. But I mean they could do some kind of flashback where like Ahsoka and Obi Wan cross paths at some point, you know, previously because we know from Rebels and stuff that Ahsoka was actually kind of an intelligence operative within the rebellion at a time. Uh, so, I mean, we could definitely go back to some kind of like earlier time frame where Obi-Wan is still, you know, kind of something in that rebels time frame before a new hope. And me, so, you know, in the Soka series, maybe we have a flashback to her and Obi-Wan teaming up or something. There's no, yeah, there's kind of the possibilities are, <laughs> Are endless. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah, because seeing Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi and made me realize how much I missed him play, his portrayal of Obi Wan. Like the prequels and then the Clone Wars cartoon series fleshed out Obi Wan's character so much that it's like, oh man, like I love hearing like fucking Obi Wan Kenobi stories. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, he sort of gets, you know, an underrated rap, you know, especially in the modern, you know, franchise of Star Wars. Because I totally expected Rey to be like a granddaughter or a daughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then they totally, like, fucked that storyline off and made her a a Palpatine. 
yeah, I expected something like that to like some kind of connection to uh, to Obi Wan. And they have way. a connection, Joe. It's called the Force. <laughs> it's in all of us. Uh, or or remember in Rebels they had like Darth Maul obsessed with finding Obi Wan Kenobi and getting his revenge. Maybe we have like a a fucking a part two of uh, Obi Wan versus Darth Maul. <laughs> We know he's still alive at this point. Uh, <laughs> or is he? Yeah, because he doesn't get killed killed until like halfway through the Rebels cartoon series. Where he finally figures out where Obi-Wan's at and tries to go kill him and Obi-Wan just murks his ass. <laughs> but maybe that was fight three and not fight two. <laughs> maybe there's a... A chapter before a two and a half scene, yeah. Maybe there's round two where he just like smacks him around a little bit and sends him on his way. <laughs> Instead of a, you know, I don't know. I'm wondering, you know, because these episodes are short. Like, I mean, if you skip the recaps and you know skip the credits and everything, every one of them fell in about the you know forty to forty five minute range. Yeah, it's kind of s- short for what we've seen in like. Marvel and Star Wars series. Like, yeah, it was like, it was like six episodes just like seemed from the beginning to be short, but then it was like a short story. They, t- it was like I said, this is like the story of one kind of singular mission and not like, you know, an epic. Yeah, like I said, you know, this of course, this story lasts about a week. You know? <laughs> so, oh, in the, I like oh, uh, Bale and Leia had that conversation before she's kidnapped where she's, where he's like, she's like, I don't want to be a Senator. All y'all do is talk. And he's like, there's a lot of ways to lead Leia. Like my way not, might not be your way. We just have to find out what your way is. And like, you know, they're trying to like, you know, dress her up and make her be the pretty little princess where she's like, keep sneaking off and doing the tomboy shit in the woods. Well, after, uh, the, uh, escape and Tala gets killed. Obi-Wan gives her Tala's holster. And he's like, here, she would have liked you to have this. And she goes, it's empty. And he's like, you're 10. I'm not giving you a blaster, but you won't always be 10. And then when you see Leia again, after she's home with her parents, she's like wearing like fucking the boots. dress, everything else. She got like, yeah, she got like the freaking like, you know, kind of adventurer boots on is wearing the holster and got some gloves and stuff. And her dad like looks at her and he, she's like, like you said, there's different ways to lead. I think I know how I want to lead. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to be a soldier. <laughs> and then she uses their holster to hold her, uh, <laughs> her droid. <laughs> when Obi-Wan comes back to Whatever, like, dude. Uh, drop I, it off. You know what? Droids are an electrician's best friend. <laughs> so out of all the new characters we got, do you have any highlights or stuff you like that weren't? Weren't OG characters that, uh, were, I mean, they introduced a lot of people in this, in this series. I don't know. Like for, for some, something about me, like with star Wars, like I always enjoy mercenaries cause we're all driven by money, you know? So <laughs> I, I would be, you know, rather curious, you know, on Haji or whatever his name, uh, was like where he, you know, like, I mean, he has an opportunity to 
sort of double cross. Like, you know, he he's just one of those characters that's like, I'm not necessarily bad, but I'm not good. Like, yeah, because like at the start of it, he's kind of a con man. He's like, all right, I'm doing good work, but I'm also profiting off of it. And by the end, he's like running with the path and legitimately helped save to the point where Obi-Wan trusts him. He's like, hey, if something happens to me. Get this girl off. I mean, you know, ultimately, like he gave the coordinates of, you know, where they would have met, you know, Tala originally, you know, had they not gotten been delayed or whatever, yeah. and, you know, hitched a ride with Freck, which I'm kind of glad they did. Like, I would like to see the adventures of Freck. <laughs> like, so, all these goddamn stormtroopers just driving everybody around. <laughs> like, you know, what is it like, you know, to be an Uber driver in, you know, in space? Um, yeah, I, w- I would like almost a whole series of just, like, the life on the fucking crime planet. Because, yeah, the... Like, I mean, just, like, seeing the market and everything else, it's like, dude, when I travel out of country and stuff, like, that's the type, like... I want to go where, you know... Not well, the tourist section. <laughs> exactly. Like, I want to get off the beaten path and, you know, like, hopefully not witness something too shady that puts me on somebody's list somewhere, but, you know... Yeah. Be like, ah, look at these cool creatures. Ah, look at this interesting food. Like... Yeah, that uh, yeah, that whole crime planet. Like, I'd, yeah, I'd like to see more stories there. That was, that was kind of... Yeah, the whole... That's the thing we've gotten a lot of in cartoons comic books and and like the even like the new expanded is the underground of star wars like the crime element which we kind of got some of that with uh the boba fett series but yeah that whole like organized crime in a galaxy far far away i think is a really interesting thing for them to dude i mean it'd be into. like fucking scarface but star wars yeah scarface i mean that's pretty much what the Boba Fett series was almost, it was like, you know, so yeah, more of that. Like, but at like, the same time, like, you know, maybe not space. so much of a, you know, a central focus on just one character. Like, yeah. you know, I think that's what made like Rogue One and, you know, some of those films so enjoyable. It's like, you know, we, we it was see... in the Star Wars universe, but didn't follow any of the primary characters. Exactly. Like, you know, there's so many supporting characters that without them, like... Yeah, tell a you whole, know, like, organized crime, criminal underworld story without any of the legacy characters yes. involved. Like, would, let's would remove kind of Luke, let's remove Leia, let's remove Ben, let's remove Vader. Like, just, like, the economy, you know? Like, what is your, you know, average, you know, criminals doing? You know, I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why Jabba was always, yeah, you know... I, I mean, in... They've always mentioned, like, the Red Sun Syndicate and all that. I mean, even in uh, the Solo, they they dealt with, like, Red Sun. Like, maybe a whole, like, just Red Sun series of just, like, crime throughout, like, the whole... I don't know. I mean, that's just one side that, you know, the, the grittier, you know, darker side of Star Wars. Not the, oh, we just want to feel good and, you know, play off nostalgia, like... No. Or even the the smugglers, you know, like a, a fucking smuggler story uh, in Star Wars would be would be cool. Or we, we got kind of a little of the ground level fighting. How about Top Gun in space? Like, when they originally announced Rogue One, I was hoping it was a Rogue Squadron movie, and we got none of that. Like, give us, like, something about an X-Wing squadron. Even if you don't go with, like the known rogue squadron. Give us, like I said, like a, a fucking top gun in space. <laughs> Joe, if they don't mention Briggs, you're going to hate it. 
<laughs> it's Biggs, motherfucker. <laughs> My point exactly. <laughs> Let's get a young Wedge and Tilly story. <laughs> but yeah, that's one thing about Disney doing like non movies now, doing these series. It's a lot more opportunity to tell a smaller story, which I think will be kind of interesting if they do it correctly in some places. Like I said, and like you said, non-legacy stories. You know, like we've got nine movies about like the Skywalker saga. Let's like explore some some other corners of the universe uh, and you know see where that goes. Well, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, this cigar. Now that I can actually taste it, like I said, the last one I ate a bunch of hot sauce. I like it. Like I said it's not super strong, but it's kind of kept consistency that kind of earthy spice flavor that that I like. That I like the I like San Andreas and I like Habano, and the combination of like San Andreas with Habano gives it a kind of a really good bold flavor profile that uh, that I mean, I'm it, quite it, enjoying off this thing. It smells wonderful. Like, you know, some people, like, if you hate the smell of a cigar, obviously you're going to hate the smell of this cigar. But, you know, as somebody it's that... It's a very cigar cigar. <laughs> I mean, you know, but if you enjoy and, you know, can pick up on the different nuances and smells, like, this is a, you know, very good, you know, cigar just for sitting on the background and yeah. being like... And don't worry about, you know me having to do a solo review today you'll you'll get that honor here in like probably october time because i got surgery coming up and i can't smoke four weeks before my surgery so <laughs> at some point you'll probably have to do a solo review because i won't be able to smoke for those couple of weeks <laughs> and probably a week or so after uh surgery so we'll get some brad solo cigar reviews uh coming up in the future <laughs> be like this whole fucking podcast was this dude literally repeating himself for an hour about this fucking cigar. <laughs> I'll be the one giving color commentary. <laughs> like, that smells real nice from over here. I wish I could smoke. <laughs> can only get secondhand smoke for a fucking month. I'm going to buy like a expensive ass cigar for like whatever day I got to like stop smoking. I'm like, all right, let's, let's break out the Opus or... So, I need something to keep me going for the next month. <laughs> Let me buy my my fucking fifty dollars cigar, but I'm not getting another Gurkha. I'm definitely gonna smoke something that's probably good. Oh, but with that, we're gonna leave you in this universe far, far away, and be back with some science.
welcome back. It's time for some science. You already learned some shit, Brad. I felt like you tried to put on a sophisticated voice, but then... Mm, let me put on my lab coat here and educate you peoples. Don't do it. I'll get monkeypox. <laughs> Fuck. Not the monkeypox. <laughs> yep, that's... That's going to be... People aren't scared of COVID anymore. Release the monkeypox. <laughs> so we go uh, I, I guess now, like, is it like a hate crime or something? A pox upon you. <laughs> I'm triggered. So, uh, speaking of Star Wars, we always got the cool lasers, you know, pew, pew, pew. Well, physicists create a continuous laser made out of f the fifth state of matter. What does it matter? What about the first four states of matter? Which, first I was like, there's five states of matter now? Because I only thought it was like gas, solid, and liquid. <laughs> but apparently there is a fifth state of matter. So yeah, lasers work. Does this use the god particle? Maybe it does. So yeah, uh, lasers work by the ability of devices to produce coherent light waves by stimulating the emissions of a particular wavelength of electromagnetic radiation. Uh, but see, there's waves and there's particles. And particles are also waves, theoretically. In certain, it's, cert it's possible to make a laser out of matter. Because most lasers that we are familiar with on your laser sites and laser engravers are basically amplified light. Well... As reported in Nature, researchers at the University of Amsterdam have managed to produce a continuous matter laser using atoms of strontium in the so-called fifth state of matter. Basically, it's the they call it the Bose-Einstein condensate, or BEC. Basically, you put particles in a BEC, and it cools them down to almost absolute zero, where they actually start behaving as waves instead of particles. Interesting. But the kind of the, th the difficulties they've had with this previously is to get the particles to act as waves, you have to cool them down like a lot. And as soon as they try to, I guess, move them, they warm up. So basically they've, they've kind of come up with a way to, gradually cool these atoms over a longer period of time, making it easier to get them to that laser state through like, you know, consecutive cooling steps instead of trying to cool them down all at once. That's interesting. Like, I guess that's why like I could never get a functioning laser. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, would it be easier to get, like, a cryo gun? Like, something that just freezes on <laughs> Like Captain uh, Cold's uh, yeah, gun? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that would actually be kind of cool. I mean, I've always wanted a flamethrower, but we can go the other direction and get a cool thrower. I guess you would. <laughs> Some Dr. Freeze shit. Oh, I'm I, I'm sorry, sir. You uh you appear to be frozen. Let me use my flamethrower to thaw you out. Oh, <laughs> you, you, you were dead. Before, but now, now, now you're cooked and dead. You yeah, smell. Researchers say at the current kind of state of the experiment, uh, the laser is continuous, but the beams are not yet fully stable. Like once they kind of solve that problem, uh, matter lasers could be employed 
in a variety application just like light lasers are today. We're one step closer to starship troopers. <laughs> Finally get to pew. And another thing, we go from pew to pee. Pee cycling apparently is a thing now. Human using human, human urine to overcome fertilizer sustainability and supply chain issues. You know, like we know now things are hard to get everything because supply chains and all that has been fucked up. Uh, so basically, you know, instead of just kind of wasting pee uh, into your sewage, they're fi they're experimenting a way to basically create fertilizer from pee and it's easier to produce and can going to produce more than just using like manure or chemical fertilizers. Do they still like, you know, have that explosive uh, component? Like, <laughs> smells like piss. Somebody's planted a fertilizer bomb. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. This has already been done, dude. I mean, we're cigar smokers. And, you know, hanging around cigar shops and people talk about Cuban cigars. And, you know, like, oh, it's not a true Cuban unless it, you know, smells, smells like, like piss. <laughs> like, um, no, that means it's underaged and it's still full of ammonia. <laughs> But yeah, uh, sanitized human urine called Oga uh, was employed in a study in the Republic of Niger to see how it might influence the growth of grain. Uh, basically, there's a whole lot of like, uh, I guess, infertile farmland that's, uh, you know, long way. So basically they have, they collect pea and combine it with a mixture of phosphorus and potassium and nitrogen that basically acts as a fertilizer and they've gotten, you know, better growth according to the rich earth Institute over natural, like other fertilizers that are currently used. And they say humans produce 125 gallons of urine per year. If employed in agriculture, this could help help grow 320 pounds of wheat and in turn reduce the level of nitrogen and phosphorus pollution that currently impairs more than a lot of water bodies. So yeah, uh, peace cyclers, as these people are called, uh, are uh, kind of a, a growing uh, business. So do some research and you too may be able to sell your pee and not just on OnlyFans. <laughs> That's only if I peed my underwear. You know, because it's got to be dirty underwear. People don't want clean. <laughs> and some people are calling this liquid gold. <laughs> uh. Yes, uh, in fact, there is a... Uh, if <laughs> you want to be a, uh, a peace cycler, uh, there's, in certain states, there are instructions uh, for donating pee. In Vermont, uh, they, they have a kit that they send out that's basically like kind of... Uh, ping pong ball and funnel type thing to use your collect your urine at home fragrance free before dropping it off at a urine depot for processing. I just see this being a really bad game of beer pong. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, wrong ping pong ball sized object you picked up there, sir. <laughs> what does my beer taste like? Piss one chongo. <laughs> uh, and from peeing on your fields to eating stone chickens. <laughs> Thai farmers are feeding their chickens cannabis to cut antibiotic use. Uh, 
and a push to wean their chickens off of antibiotics, farmers in Thailand have started feeding their poultry cannabis. Uh, the pot poultry product, uh, our project, was recently carried out by a farming commuter near the northern city of Lampang alongside scientists from Chiang Mai University's Faculty of Agriculture. Uh, and uh, has been reported they put their chickens on this novel diet, uh, which included... Uh, they, I guess they had a problem with avian bronchitis and, and despite, you know, antibiotics not really having a good uh, effect on uh, fighting this disease, farmers who also held a license to grow medicinal marijuana decided to, hmm, let's see if the birds would benefit from consuming some uh, surplus weed. And, you know, an experiment involved over a thousand chickens who were giving, given varying doses of cannabis through an array of different means uh, either directly eating it or drinking water steeped in cannabis. Uh, and they had a, you know, like good result. Like I said, they were able to kind of treat their chickens without any kind of antibiotics. And it proved successful uh, with the cannabis induced uh, chickens appearing to suffer fewer cases of bronchitis with no effects on the meat quality. So you don't get except as you eat, eat chicken stone chicken meat. It continues to make you hungrier. Why am I never getting full? And then they sell more chicken. Chicky nuggies, man. It's a brilliant uh, uh, scam. And finally, a new study says you're more likely to be buddies with people who smell like you. <laughs> this could explain why most of our friends are either gun guys or cigar guys. Because it's like, I too smell like gun oil and cigars most days. <laughs> or whiskey. Or whiskey. Yeah, whiskey guys, too. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a research conducted by an electronic nose, or e-nose, was published in Science Advances. Uh, so, basically, this uh, device can kind of analyze uh, odors. And scientists sampled body odor from 20 sets of non-romantic friends who reported they immediately clicked uh, when they first met. And they found that uh, people that the e-nose detected uh, similar smells became faster friends than random strangers that didn't kind of also sell, you know, also uh, have a, you know, similar uh, odor. So we're now going to need to smell check, like, any potential friends? <laughs> uh, basically, uh, it's the interpretation of the data is it may be reflect genetic makeup, where kind of our ancestors uh, developed a subconscious mechanism to choose others who were different genetically, which in turn increased the chances of offspring to survive. In contrast... Friends are highly similar to each other, so basically people that don't smell us, we want to mate with, and people that smell like us, we want to be friends with, is kind of <laughs> how this, uh... Yeah, I prefer my females to not smell like me, usually. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so it's like basically like, oh, that person smells like me, i definitely not going to be attracted to that person, but they smell like me, so we can be buddies. <laughs> like I said... Kind of makes sense since all my friends are cigar smoking, whiskey drinking, gun shooters. <laughs> I like it. I'll allow it. 
and why I once dated a vegan because they definitely did not smell like me. <laughs> uh, they implies uh, you've dated more than one. Or they just identify as they. We don't know these days. Oh, very <laughs> tricky. Apparently words no longer have meaning. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, yeah, as we all are. And with that, we'll be right back. Coming this summer to a podcast near you, be prepared for the return of... The Jedi. No, the return of... The King. No, the return of... Swamp Thing? You are such an idiot. The return of... Oh, 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 the Monster Sci-Fi Show. Yes, it's coming back and it's about time. The Monster Sci-Fi Show is part of the Rebel Alliance, part of your complete breakfast, and part of the ESO Network. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. And now... All things nerdy and nerd news. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news! And we're going to talk about some future movie releases, starting with a little film from filmmaker Kevin Smith. Entitled, that guy's still making movies? <laughs> Dude, it's going to be Clerks 3. Oh shit. And he keeps releasing, you know, little images, um... You know, we assure you we're open. <laughs> yeah, we are we are within days of um Yeah, trailer, the trailer release because be... I think July sixth is when he's planning on releasing, so you know, we assure you we're open here at the quick stop groceries. <laughs> yeah, I was like I, I wonder he's... how the little video store beside, you know, Quick Stop's doing, because not many people's gonna know what the fuck a VHS is Actually, anymore. Actually well, I don't know what they're gonna do in the movie, but in real life it closed, and Kevin Smith bought it. It's a like live podcasting studio, like they do like live performances and like live podcasts there. It's like the uh, what the hell they called it, uh, uh, the Podcastle or something like that. Smodcastle, I think, is what they what they call it. But yeah, they've that that little video store next to the Quick Stop is now some kind of like podcast live podcast uh, studio. <laughs> Maybe we'll end up on Kevin Smith's radar in a positive light and get an invite somehow. <laughs> Call Strangeway. He's our Jersey connection. Maybe he knows somebody we can talk to. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. Clerks has always been, you know, one of those that just, you know, especially Clerks 2. Like, Clerks 2 really, you know, Clerks holds a special light you know, in the indie film world. And, and within, you know, it's got its cult following. But Clerks 2, I kind of felt like, pushed things a little yeah. bit further, you know, mainstream and gave them a much broader fan audience than... And we got, you know, G.I. and Silent Bob strike back too. And it's like, Kevin Smith's a great podcaster, but as like filmmaker, whenever time he ventures outside of the S universe, it's hit or miss. But like the, the stuff that in in the universe that we've known and loved, like I've not been disappointed with any of the clerks universe that uh, he's, he's put out. I mean, who, who what other filmmaker is going to give you a donkey show <laughs> hmm. without falling down some obscene, like dark yeah. web type shit. I can expect that shit out of Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> but other than that, but yeah. has Quentin ever given you a donkey show? I thought not. No, he just gave us the gimp. Well, I didn't know what a gimp was before Pulp Fiction. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'd be cool to see what Don, uh, Dante, Randall, Jay, Bob, and you know everybody else at the uh, the Clerks Three. And 
Maybe another donkey show. Maybe another donkey show. We could only be so lucky. <laughs> well, um, Joe, we've talked about going to Disney and experiencing, you know, Star Wars uh, land or Star Wars <laughs> land. Yep. Um, we might need to up our budget. I mean, hell, just staying at the fucking. Not just this, like the Star Wars land, but staying at that fucking Star Wars hotel they've got. That's like two, three grand a person. It's yeah. fucking stupid. You're going to need to double that amount, my friend. Yeah, for a drink. Yes, so <laughs> Disney has introduced a $5,000 Star Wars drink. I mean, I can buy a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle for less than that. <laughs> and that's one of the most expensive. What is that K word? Kaber crystal? Oh, Kyber crystal. That's, Kyber. The, that's the crystals that power a Jedi's lightsaber and also power the Death Star's laser. I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, apparently it was uh, introduced on Disney Wish, the uh, latest ship in the Disney Cruise Line fleet. Um, I mean, buy a fucking used car for that. You can buy two ARs for that. <laughs> two good ARs. I mean, that's like two Daniel defenses right there. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm just curious as to what goes in it because there's no, there's uh, no like recipe information, of... you know, it just, Hey, here's this cool glass and you might've seen this glass featured in, you know, Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> like at this point, like, dude, this thing better make me like force sensitive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to make me sensitive to something, I'm sure, but, you, you know. better come with some Twilight I better be strippers. a goddamn Jedi after it. <laughs> does this come with, like, a full set of Mando armor? Like, give me some Beskar Dude, it does this. not even come with a lightsaber. Damn. You know, like, at, at that price range, like, you know, you would think you would get, like, some sort, like, partner with Ultra Saber or something like that, you <laughs> yeah. know. Um, you do this and you're knighted as a Jedi for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, we have a December 2023 release date. Um, I really enjoyed Afterlife. Yeah, I mean, it was, even not having the original guys except for, like, the end of it, it was a good story. It was a nice, like, heartfelt story. Uh, like I said, I was not disappointed in that whatsoever. I mean, it was way better than the reboot type movie that that came out. <laughs> yeah. Um Sony hasn't given us an official title yet, but um next you December know, is it? Yeah, December twentieth, twenty twenty three currently. Um Jason Rittman, uh Gil Kennan, uh the director and writer from Ghostbusters Afterlife are returning to um produce this film. Um and we will be returning, you know, to the New York City roots. I just loaded the picture of this fucking $5,000 drink. It comes in one of those, like, the thing that the ba the Beskar comes in. Oh, man. Yeah. It looks cool, but not $5,000. Yeah, cool. like a, what, Camtano or something like that is what they call that uh, container? Whatever. It's it's a fucking ice I guess cream we've machine. seen it both in Empire Strikes Back and, you know, The Mandalorian. Who yeah, even you remembers that film called The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you saw a guy running through uh, Bespin with it, and then, you know, like I said, in The Mandalorian, it's some kind of, like, money-safe transfer thing. But, yeah, it's... 
oh, yeah, not worth five grand. <laughs> not even if you get to keep that prop, which I doubt. Like, probably you just get the drink. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like. Yeah, like, go. Yeah, I liked Aftermath, and they left enough kind of clues at the end that we can get another movie. So, yeah, I'm inter- interested to see if they go back to kind of from the post credits of Afterlife. It looks like we may be going back to New York for for the sequel. Even if it's... I've heard one rumor that it may be like Winston training a new... Kind of a new generation of Ghostbusters. You know, like a Ghostbuster Academy type <laughs> type thing. You know, maybe the kids will be... But see, that's kind of what we thought about, you know, too, with this. That and then, yeah, be... we didn't get a like a, a kind of a... And unless they do a big time jump, I don't know if the kids from this last movie will be old enough to be full-fledged adult Ghostbusters, unless they, like I said, unless they do some kind of time jump on that. So maybe it's him recruiting... Dude, it's the 80s. By the time you were 13, you were officially adult, <laughs> an adult. You had already smoked your first cigarette, had your first beer, like... You... <laughs> You know, we had all driven vehicles. Like, what more do you need to be a Ghostbuster? An Ecto-1. <laughs> they got an Ecto. All right, well, then we're sold. That's... <laughs> uh, kaijus. Fucking kaijus. Yeah, I went and saw Jurassic uh, World Dominion. Um, we'll save our my, my thoughts and feelings on that one until after you've had a chance to see it. But... Um, you know, in my every time I see a damn Jurassic Park movie, I'm like, I have to go and like check out all the retrospectives and everything else <laughs> of like all of the originals. And you know, I, I I even you know I had read The Lost World before I even knew there was an actual Jurassic Park <laughs> uh, uh, novel. So for a long time, I did that out of order. Um, so I went back and listened to the original Jurassic Park and, you know, The Lost World as well. Um, but, speaking of dinosaurs, Godzilla vs. Kongs. Um, we have an untitled sequel that has a 2024 release date. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed the last Godzilla and Kong films. Yeah, like, and you know, it ended with kind of Kong going off to the whatever hollow earth and uh starting his own little kind of kingdom down there and like all right god godzilla can have the uh outer world and i'll take the inner world and stay off each other's and this will be right in uh right right in time for our birthdays too uh march 15th 2024 if release dates hold (laughs) yeah i know are they buddies now like do we get like a buddy cop thing or is they they find a new reason to fight Kong gets like, I want to be king again. And then Godzilla be like, nope, bitch, I'm going to slap that monkey. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's going to spank the monkey. <laughs> I mean, they, which, I don't know. That's always kind of been the thing, you know, in, you know, the Godzilla, you know, monster verse is, you know, you have or does Kong somewhere, run into you some know, kind of... you know, Godzilla is the antagonist. Our Kong is, you know, the antagonist. Other times, like, they're sort of buddy-buddy to defeat some <laughs> even bigger, you know, evil. Does something try to take over the Hollow Earth and Kong has to call Godzilla for help? Like, hey, man, remember when I helped you kill Mechagodzilla? Like, 
there's a Mecha Kong now, and I need you to, I need your help. <laughs> Come on down to the underworld, and let's fuck some shit up. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, but yeah, that uh, that last movie was was good. So I'm waiting for another uh, another uh, Kong because uh, King of Monsters. I mean, the first Godzilla movie was okay. King of Monsters fucking rocked, and then Kong versus Godzilla was. I don't know if I liked it as much as King of Monsters, but it was still fucking good. So yeah, I mean, it was I'm, just I'm awesome. You know, just the effects and you know the the scale. Yes. You know. Um. Any other news tidbits? Anything you want to share uh, with the folks at home? That's all I got for you this week. Um, Terminal List, uh, which you know we're a big fan of the book series. Uh, that just dropped on Amazon Prime July first. So go watch it because we'll probably do a review of that at some point. And with that, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. Get your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code Cigar, Cigar Nerds. Get your smoking shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Cigar Nerd Pod. Uh, go! I just did a uh, hot sauce challenge over there on our YouTube station, so go go check that video out. And with that, hello there. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.